Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Chronology. We're finally back together. I about forgot how to intro. I almost said, and this is episode 85. Um, so I forgot how to intro it. Yeah, oh well. Here we are. Listen, We're <laughs> episode back. 85. You would think we would have to together. We don't. Never. <laughs> but who's surprised? <laughs> um, We finally have a week that we are on the same planet so what um and then literally the <laughs> steven leaves tomorrow to go for a trip Woo-hoo! and so <laughs> we were just talking about like okay so we'll have to record on this day and we'll have to do three on this day to make it to the end of the season um listen it's holiday season everybody's everywhere running around everywhere smash potato season listen Mashed potato season. That's why I said that. I love mashed potato season. Anyways. Let's, let's be real. It's always mashed potato season. It is in my house. Potatoes on a constant loop. I have a bowl that's just for potatoes. Of course you do. Potatoes are my favorite food. <laughs> Anyways. Episode 85. This is what happens when me and Steven haven't been together for a while. Um... So before we get started, do all of the things. Make sure to Instagram, Facebook, both are at Crimology Pod. Email crimologypod at gmail.com. Send us uh, crime suggestions, um, anything you want us to cover, things you don't want us to cover, comments, questions, concerns, all of that good stuff over there. Make sure to leave us a, re- a review, give us five stars, suggest us to a friend, do all of those the great things. Um, this I is my what is the word? This case is different than any other case we've done before. AKA um, Sam didn't get this from TikTok. <laughs> precisely. <laughs> um it's a case that I had in my little folder. But it's, and I've done several of these cases where they're, in the end, nobody gets, like, sentenced to anything. Nobody gets accused of a crime. But it's a crazy story. And that's what this is. Um, So this may not be your cup of tea. I totally understand. It is a crazy story, so stick around. But this isn't like a murder, kidnapping someone like justice in the end um it is a rather sad story on a completely different note so anyways that's my um if you like tiger warning. king you may or may not like this episode <laughs> there you go all right yeah. we're gonna jump into this episode this is episode 85 the zanesville massacre October 18th, 2011, in Zanesville, Ohio, around 5 p.m., Sam Kopchak notices that one of his horses is acting weird. The horse is in the back corner of the property. He wouldn't come to Sam when he called it and noticed that it just kind of looked on high alert. Now, not knowing what was causing his horse to act like this, 
He enters into the field and starts walking towards the horse. Before he can get very far in the field, he notices a large black figure. After watching the figure move around, he finds out it was a large black bear. Now Sam grabs his phone to call his mother that was inside his house and he tells her to call police. When he's on the phone with his mom, he notices another figure on the other side of the field, but it doesn't take him long to discover it is a giant male African lion. Now, we're in Ohio. We're not... I, I don't know. I was trying to make just some like random kind of joke out of this, but that's that's two very right. different things that you would not expect to see. Now, even though this is bizarre and isn't doesn't happen every day occurrence, Sam and police have a good idea of where these animals came from. Just down the road lived 62-year-old Terry Thompson, who was the owner of the Muscum County Animal Farm where he owned more than 56 exotic animals. So police try to call Terry's number, but they aren't getting hold of anyone. So police are sent out to Sam's house and then also to Terry's property to see if they can find him. When police arrive at Sam's house, they see that the house is surrounded So on one side of the house is the black bear and the male lion that Sam mentioned. But on the other side of the house is another black bear and a lioness. Now, this becomes a major issue. Not that it wasn't a major issue before. But we have no idea now how many animals are out. And the farm is located right on the interstate. So now there's the issue of if animals get on the interstate, it has the potential to cause major accidents, major injuries with people trying to avoid hitting these animals. So now that we have four of these animals out, the urgency kind of steps up a little bit. Well, yeah, and and these just aren't like, I mean, like, you know, obviously you will... I mean, like, if it was like a farm farm with like a cow, yeah, like, like the urgency those would still, still be there. Yeah, those are still going to cause major accidents, but cows aren't going to go like maul somebody. Right, right. So that's where the concern still is. So police still aren't able to get a hold of Terry, and when they get to Terry's farm, the gates are locked up and they can't get inside. Now, 15 minutes after Sam's 911 call, police finally make the decision to break down Terry's gates and get inside the farm. They have no idea how many animals are out or where they could have gotten in that time since the 911 call. When they get into the farm, they see animals everywhere. Lions, tigers, bears, monkeys just walking around the property. Wouldn't that just, I'm sure, um, like the police officers would be like, "Uh, we were never trained for this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, thank you. So police obviously can't just walk in with all of these animals around. 
So they have to use binoculars and different equipment to look around the property, looking for any sign of what could have happened. And then they noticed the doors of the animal cages were wide open. So with no idea what to do, officials reach out to the wild, which is the local zoo, for help. When the county sheriff hears of the state of the farm, he makes the difficult decision that if any animals were outside the fence of the property, they were to be put down. Now, all of this is going on, and we still haven't heard or found Terry. So police are searching the farm's property when they see what looks like a human body by one of the cages. Now, remember, they physically cannot get to the cages. They are like, however far away. They're using binoculars, and they see what looks like a human body. But obviously, they can't identify the body. The body is on their back with all of the animals around. They can't get to it. So, like, what caused this death? And still, why are the cages open? What is going on? So, even though officials don't know who this body is, everyone assumes it's Terry. Now, the zoo is on site with tranquilizer guns to help in any way they can. Now, a fun fact about tranquilizer guns that I did a deep dive into. The drugs used in the dart take around 10 minutes to take effect. So even though an animal could be hit, that still gives it so much time to do a whole lot more damage to you or even run away in that time. So even though they have this equipment from the zoo, they're not like in the clear. A special response team is formed and the decision is made to head inside the farm to assess the situation better, see what happened, identify the body found, figure out if the body, and if the body wasn't Terry, we need to find Terry and figure out what happened. They shoot animals along the property line that had the potential to get out, but when they get into the farm, they still can't make it to the body. Now, there is a large male lion hovering over the body with his mouth around the body. But what the response team can see again through binoculars because they still aren't able to get as close as they want, they see bright blue wire cutters next to the body. So now this just adds more questions to what was done with those, and what the heck is going on? Now, with the response team deep in the farm, they can see some lioness that were still in their cages. Side comment. I don't know if, like, what's the plural? Is lioness... Lionesses? Is that plural? Female lions? So that was... Sure. <laughs> when I was writing this, I was like, what's the plural of lions <laughs> so anyways there are multiple different lioness that were in their cages and so the team slowly reached into the cage to close and latch the gate closing it to limit the number of animals that were able to get out of their cage 
really their objective was to try to save as many animals as they could. However, when the response team takes a closer look at the cage, they find out just what those blue wire cutters were used for. In every cage, there was a giant hole that was cut out of the fence. So closing the gates to the cage made no difference when there's a giant hole right next to it. Now that there is no way to prevent any of these animals from getting out of their cages, the decision was made by the response team and the local zoo to put down all of the animals for everyone's safety. Now, as you can imagine, when this story comes about to news stations, it becomes top news very fast. So this case is followed closely by news reporters. And when this specific decision is announced on air, the response was not received well from the public. The sheriff's office receives numerous phone calls from the public about their disapproval. So, like, yes, I get that. Yeah, but like, you've also got to think of like, okay, do you want a, a lion roaming around the streets and, right. and then it kill you? And I like, obviously, this part wasn't public knowledge, right? So I definitely can see from like an outsider's point of view, just being like you guys are looking at shooting the animals as like the easiest way to go. But like, it's also the animal lover of like, it's not their fault. They didn't ask to be there. So I definitely can see the upsetness um, that was happening. But when you get the details, like we are, it is, like I said at the beginning, it is a different kind of sad, um, But it is one of those, and I think what makes it sad is you're like, there's literally nothing else we could do. Right. So by 8 p.m., dozens of Terry's animals were killed, but they still had so many animals that were still out. They were finally able to approach the body found on site, and it is discovered that it was indeed the body of Terry Thompson. There was a gunshot wound to the head with the gun right by the body. Later, Terry's hands would come back showing gunpowder residue on them, leaving officials to believe this was a suicide. By this point, officials had counted all of the animals and realized that they had just one male lion left. They locate the lion and a shot was made but the shot didn't kill the lion. In fact, it only made the lion angry, and he ends up lunging towards the shooter. But everyone around the shooter lets shots out, and the lion is killed, and the massacre comes to an end. 16 hours after Sam's 911 call, the shooting is over, and thankfully no one from the public was harmed. So that was 9 a.m. the next morning. Right. That's crazy. Okay. So now we have to look at reasons why Terry would do something like this. Family and friends of Terry said his life took a turn three years before this. He was sentenced to 10 months in prison for possession of unregistered firearms. 
And when he was in his in prison, his wife had to care for the farm. They said when Terry was out of prison and he comes home, his wife had left him. She wasn't there to welcome him home, which was expected to be from the burden of having to care for the animals and the farm. So they say Terry had trouble financially and was having a hard time making ends meet, but he also just couldn't stop himself from buying more and more animals. So they think it all got just too much for Terry, but they still don't know why he would have opened all the cages and let the animals out. That is something that his friends his friends and family still just don't understand and can't get their minds around. Right. In the end, 49 animals were killed that day. There was one wolf, six black bears, two grizzly bears, nine male lions, eight lioness, three mountain lions, one baboon, and 19 tigers. Now, I saw this on an article and it blew my mind. To put that into more perspective, they killed the equivalent of 1% of India's wild tiger population. I was like, whoa. I mean, it is a small percent, but I was like, and so this is again, the animal lover comes out and you're like, I just wish something different could have happened, you know. But it is one of those sad situations where there's literally nothing they could have done. But to read that in an article, I was like, yo, that's wild. However, six animals were recovered unharmed, still in their cages, because either their cage was not cut through and they either or they either stayed in their cage or their cage was never open to begin with. But whatever, none of the articles said how they came about. But the animals that were rehomed was one black panther, two leopards, two monkeys, and one wolf. And they were all rehomed, I assume, at the zoo Zoo, that helped. Ohio State has since passed Senate Bill 310 regulating the sale and ownership of exotic animals. The 49 animals killed that day are buried in a mass grave on the Thompson farm. And this one monkey is still missing to this day. Officials never found him, but officials also just assume that it was eaten by a large cat. I'm going to assume that it's not just because I want this story just to be like, a never-ending story. A never-ending, like, oh, there's that, like, you, this like, randomly see this, in the yeah, woods, you right. randomly see this monkey, like. He becomes, like, a tall tail. Yeah. It's the next Bigfoot. That, like, um, parents are going to tell their kids to yeah. get him to behave. Yeah. That wild monkey's going to get you. <laughs> but, then, so this was, like I said, it was, it's a different case because, like, in a way justice is not served nobody gets charged with anything right. nobody gets sentenced with anything but it was one of those that i wrote down and i was like 
we've got to. I've done several cases before that have been like that, that have just been crazy cases. Um, and so I was like, this is one of them and literally something that we've never talked about. So I was like, I had to. So if this wasn't your cup of tea, totally get it because it literally was out of left field. Um, but it was, I don't want to say a case is fun for me to look into, but this was one that I enjoyed looking into and seeing what happened. So 85. Very nice. Five more left in this podcast. Let's hope they're all as good as this one. This season. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Unless you've got something to tell me. (laughs) Only five more left. We're shutting it all down. Um, No, I'm cutting you off. I'm just going to just jump right into this. Um, So, how... How does $75 million sound to you? <laughs> Stop. Are you offering? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. However, um, as this person won $75 million betting over the weekend, you not the teams that you were both rooting for won. I know. It was a good weekend. So if you don't know, Sam, as I didn't know this apparently because I didn't know she even watched (laughs) baseball, is a Houston Astros fan, and they won the World Series Saturday night. So there's a businessman in the Houston area. He owns, I don't know how many, but he's got enough money to do this. So he owns a bunch of furniture stores. So basically what they do is, so like this guy always bets, they call him Mattress Mac. Right. So you're familiar with right. the name at least. Okay, I'm great. Familiar. So basically what he does, he puts these just like ridiculous amounts of bets on teams. So like in the spring when uh for March Madness, like in North Carolina won, he had put money on them and he won, I can't remember how much it was. But in April, somewhere in there, he put Roughly, at least over the you know course of a couple of different places, um, and I know his biggest one was at I think it was Caesars, and they so he bet, you know, between the couple you know couple different casinos, he put down ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. He got paid out seventy five million dollars, the largest imagine? in sports betting history. So, like, basically his whole promotion is it's brilliant because I'm a marketing guy. So, it's it's genius what he's doing because basically he's like, if you spend at least $3,000 and the Houston Astros win the World Series, your whole purchase is covered. I know. Like, that's – it's genius because then that way you, you, people are like, oh, yeah, let's go – you know, you could go spend $4,000. For the chance for it to be free, which is brilliant, but like I, I I saw that and he said that like basically he's got and because I was listening to it on the radio this morning too and I can't remember if they said if he owns a plane or some type of but basically sports betting is not a thing in Texas or Oklahoma so like basically he'd go over to Louisiana <laughs> to go all over the place to bet <laughs> or 
but like but he's got a plane and so like literally i think basically what he does what he does is like he goes flies to like shreveport for example which you know from houston's probably like a 30 minute flight or something like that I don't know, something i mean something small you know 30 minutes an hour and then he can go place his bets there but it's freaking wild so i mean it's just it's so crazy the uh, best part about it is that i mean god bless him he looks a lot older than what he is i think he's only in his 70s mm-hmm. um but that's like prime retirement time so i'm like take this money and you have an ultimate retirement um, well and 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 act, i'm sorry it was kansas that won last year sorry jayhawk fans i'm so sorry um but no his thing was like like he's just been doing this and i mean like because like basically if he loses it or he can like write this stuff off too all right so like like he does not lose either way that's the crazy thing to me he just doesn't yeah so he put he won about 15 million dollars uh on kansas jayhawks last year in the tournament so he's made approximately 90 million dollars roughly right but you know no telling how much he's lost but i mean it's it's just so it's crazy to me but yeah caesar's paid him paid him 30 because i think that he got him at like 10 to 1 or something like that and he bet uh i don't know the math that's always been fun for me to try and figure out but like he said there there was one story that they told that he bet like literally he flew across the line to louisiana and bet three million dollars from his phone like on his like on the like caesar's app or something like that like if you've got that much money that's just bon- i mean like, like there's three million like i it's hard for me to send like three dollars on cash app sometimes i know <laughs> yeah oh it's so cool sports and then it was you know they do the parade in houston when yep. they get back and it's this 70 year olds with like houston area rappers and you're like this is so cool um but it is never bet in my life i mean steven and i and craig our friend have a good friend of the show craig ty have a uh small i don't know what you call it we so this is what we do i got introduced this by mike i'm just gonna just dive down this rabbit hole real quick and basically, it started like he bet me. I mean, this was forever ago. He bet me like a a dollar. Like we were at a wedding. He was like, "Okay, when when the bride goes to throw a bouquet for the flower toss or whatever," he said, "Is it going to hit something or no?" I said, "I said, okay, I'll I'll take it. Hit something." And sure enough, it hit like something. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Okay, we can start doing this." And so then it becomes like. When we had graduations, it was how many bullhorns are they going to be? Um, Air horns. Bullhorns. <laughs> how, um, how long will the commencement speech from the visiting person last? Do other weddings, you know, who's going to get pie or pie? What are my words? Who's going to get cake in the face? Who's going to put cake in the other person's face first? 
We've had some other bets that we won't talk about. Yeah, because it makes fun of people. So that's when you were like, I'm going to get into this. I was like, watch it. Um, But good friendly betting, but not to this extreme of, I'm the worst at it because I think I owe Stephen and Craig like. I think you're probably up to like 20 bucks with me. See, and and that's the thing. (laughs) We don't bet like hundreds of dollars. We bet singles of dollars. I'll be like 50 cents they do this. Um. But yeah, I'm never doing dropping literally anything over twenty bucks on a sports game. You're gonna go twenty bucks on the Powerball? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three dollars each, I think, or something like that. There we go. My gosh. All right, money. That's what we're talking about on Steven's Quarter this week. Listen, if you if, if you, you got it and you want to give it, listen, if I'll you take win the it. Powerball. Which so we're recording Monday, recording earlier. If you win it, if you've won it, please let us know. I will be your best friend, dude. <laughs> because it's it's I think it's like take home. I mean, like completely after taxes right now, as of Monday, was a it's around six hundred million dollars. Six. Yo, I don't need much. I honestly don't need much. About seventy-five million. Will that will that do? I was even thinking like five thousands is what I was thinking. Mm. Just a couple thousand, and I'm good. I'll be curious to see if it goes up because right now the jackpot's at one point nine billion dollars. I say this all the time, and then my mom was like, "Sam," but like, what I would do for that money, dude. <laughs> I don't want to know. See? Okay, we're going to wrap up. Thanks Episode for joining 85. Yep, we're running out of time, literally. <laughs> Episode 85. Um, Find out next week what Sam would do for $75 million. Maybe. After my mom yells at me, and she's like, you can't say that. Um, episode 85. We have five more episodes left in the season. And then all that means is that we take a small break and I recoup my queue of uh, episodes um, Sam actually does work then. Right. <laughs> um, and catch up on everything that I've missed in the last forever. Like work. Um, so yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Like always, this is Sam. This is Steven. And this is Crimeology. Crimeology.